Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob here, playing at you on a fantastic Monday for those of you that are actually listening to this when it comes out. Um, but right out of the gate here, uh, we have to take a loser lap. Um, as much as we like taking victory laps when we're right about everything, uh, we uh, we do try and be fair on this show, right? And uh, so we need to take a loser lap uh, as a show because Carl Weathers died the other day. Um, sucks, right? So we, he's mostly known for Apollo Creed. Uh, in the Rocky franchise, also Chubbs from um, Happy Gilmore. Uh, he was He's in also what Predator. Predator, yep. With was Arnold it Predator? Schwarzenegger, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, he's been in a lot of different things. Um, he was in the Star. He was in the Mandalorian. He was. Yeah. So I mean, Carl Weathers is ridiculously famous right like like everyone knows who he is um so obviously big swing and a miss there uh from us i don't remember how old he was but i feel like he might have been like 73 yeah it wasn't anything crazy yeah he wasn't like super old um so well the, the fucking weird thing is so chasing scratch their podcast mm -hmm. um season one they like played out in vegas or something and they saw a guy that looked like carl weathers so they've had a running joke for seven years about Carl Weathers. Like <laughs> prizes were like a signed picture from Carl Weathers and prizes <laughs> for the final major was like a signed glove. Yeah. Um, cardboard cutouts, whatever. And like people and like, they have a Patreon, the Velcro. So the members of the Velcro, the Velcron, and they would like bombard Carl Weathers. Like, come on the podcast, never did it. <laughs> he went on. I think he died on Thursday. He went on their podcast on Tuesday. No way. Finally went on. So I'm like, I wonder. And so they they pulled the episode until for like, they said like they'll they'll probably repost it at a later date. Yeah. But I think they also might have fucked with them a bunch. So it's like. Oh, yeah. Because that's like what it is. Like for years it's always been like dude the guy's garage is called the carl weathers learning center <laughs> like <laughs> so i think they might have fucked with them a little bit so they said like hey when you know respect to the family whatever we're gonna pull it down hopefully yeah. we can repost at a later date yeah <laughs> but anyone that did actually watch said like at the very end he said like some super like inspiring stuff so like i wonder if he knew but no one else knew yeah, because I don't think there's been a a cause of death released, but it it could yeah. be um could be a Norm McDonald situation, right? Like like he oh well Norm was sick for years and just didn't right, tell anyone yeah, right like the same thing. like Carl could have known and just never said anything to anybody. Yeah. So well, I think that was Trebek too. Alex Trebek never told anybody. <laughs> that he had pancreatic cancer until like he had like six months to live. And he was right. like, Oh, Oh, by the way, everybody, yeah. um, I'm going to die in six months. Yep. I mean, I think that's kind of the way to do it. Like if you're a famous person, right? Like, I don't know. It depends yeah, on the individual, I, I suppose, but in the situation too. Right. So, cause my, my immediately what comes to my head is the Bruce Willis thing. Cause Bruce Willis has aphasia. Um, which 
I, I'm way oversimplifying this, but it's effectively dementia, right? Alzheimer's, right? It's just a different kind of Alzheimer's um, or dementia, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily going to like kill him, but like somewhere in the very near future, he's going to like forget everything. Like he won't recognize anybody. Um, so like something like that, I mean, I guess I understand like coming out and telling everybody that, but like, I don't know, like I said, it depends on the person too. Like if you want your name in the headlines forever, be like, oh, I have terminal cancer. And then, you know, they talk about whoever the, the fucking celebrity is for two years until they actually die. So, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know what the right or wrong way to do it is because then it's like, <sighs> so say you have a terminal illness. People are going to hang out with you like family members, whatever, and be like, oh, man, he was so good today. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not how this is supposed to go. Right. Like. And it's like, oh, well, I'll be over tomorrow. Dude, there might not be a tomorrow. Like, yeah. But again, at the same time, if you want to, it, it's like a hard decision to make, because if you want to make the most of it, you can. Right. But it also kind of like none of it's good especially when you know yeah yeah i don't know how you fucking figure that one out but <laughs> yeah i don't i don't really know either but um either way carl weathers uh he's he's dead now so we did not have that one we had 20 something people on our show list and he wasn't one of them <laughs> so um all right Let's see this. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to use for my final thought. Um, but okay, I'll, I'll do a different one. So we need to get to this because this is fucking hilarious. Shout out to sexy Chris, a uh, friend of the show. And he posted something on his story on Instagram that was a clip from the Tim Dillon show. So do you ever listen to Tim Dillon's podcast? No, I've only seen the clips from social media with him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's fucking great. I love Tim Dillon. Um, he's, he's one of my favorite comedians. Um, his podcast is funny. I don't listen to it often, but like when I rip through, you know, if I'm doing a lot of traveling for work or something like that, and I rip through all my podcasts, I'm like, I need some other thing to listen to. I'll go like, see if I can pluck a Tim Dillon one that seems interesting or, you know, something like that. Um, so there is a place in New Hampshire, right? Which I think this is probably why Chris reposted this, um, because Tim Dillon was talking about it on his podcast and it is called a diaper spa. It is in Atkinson, New Hampshire, which is, oh, is that the resort. It's Southern New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. There is a really nice golf course um, in Atkinson. I've gone, it's I've right been there. The, say it's right over the border, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been there not to play golf, but I've been there for brunch. Um, the food is absolutely fucking delicious. So shout out to, uh, to Atkinson here. So I'm going to, play the clip from the Tim Dillon show that Chris put on his Instagram story. So uh, ideally we don't get dinged from YouTube because it's uh, a repost of a repost, but 
it's also not very long. So I got to make sure my volume is up here and it goes into the speaker. Somehow can open a diaper spa for perverts in a tiny little New Hampshire town. <laughs> a diaper spa, for those of you who don't know, if you're an idiot and you're like some type of prude, an ABDL, an ABDL is an adult baby diaper lover. Adult baby diaper lover. It's a diverse community with various individuals and their unique wants and needs, the owner said. A new spa catering to diaper-wearing adults who want to role-play as young children, and what could go wrong, has opened... Uh, and then, so his next thing, Chris has, like, a the actual... Okay, the woman, Murphy, video. who's opening the diaper spa. One of the most common misconceptions about adult baby diaper lover... Is the association with pedophiles, perverts, and sex offenders, she told Fox News. This is not true, and this is my favorite line I have read in any article so far. She goes, and I have never encountered anyone of that nature in my work. <laughs> really? Not one! Not one pervert ever! <laughs> they, while, in, in a, while in a diaper being uh, rocked to sleep in your spa, You've never encountered one pervert, not even one guy. Not, not one. even one guy in a diaper you thought was sus. Not even one. Murphy, it seems like you might be lying. <laughs> so, what is it? The ABLD, adult baby diaper lover, right? Yes. ABL. ABDL. ABDL, yeah. So that's a thing. Um, Atkinson, New Hampshire. Um, fucking weird place for it, huh? Yeah, yeah. There is a, a legitimate diaper spa. So the owner is Dr. Colleen Ann Murphy. She offers a range of services that include virtual play dates at $200 an hour, as well as a $1,500 all day diaper B&B experience. That promises rejuvenating pampering for the little one inside of you. This is fucking weird, dude. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Uh, according to its like website, this. the diaper spa is open to all diaper wearing individuals who seek acceptance, respite, and care. Photos on the spa's page show a space decorated with soft comforts of a nursery complete with toys, folded diapers, and an adult-sized crib. Yeah, I don't like this one bit. No. No, not at all. This is... um. Yeah, it's weird, dude. This is very not, not okay. Right? Like... I know people have some weird shit, right? And I, I, I typically try not to kink shame. But like... This one well, most is, people keep their weird shit to themselves. Yeah, this one's weird, right? And it's also strange that this woman who's a doctor, right? She's a I don't know what kind of doctor she is. I would imagine, I mean, she's for sure a PhD. She's definitely not an MD. She probably has a doctorate in psychology, most likely. Um, or psychiatry, whatever. And she is now basically preying on these people that have this mental condition 
Now, don't get me wrong. I do. Uh, I do appreciate the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I where suppose. if people are going to do it, you may as well make a profit off it. Yeah, but it's odd. It's one of those things where, like, how do you make that career decision, right? Like, if you're know, a dude. if you're a psychiatrist, how many? Because in order, like, again, to your point, right? It's capitalism, right? You got to make a buck somehow. But in order for that to be a sound business practice, you need to be comfortable that you will have enough people to make money. Right. So, how many people did this psychiatrist, Dr. Colleen Murphy, come across in her practice where she decided, you know what, I'm going to do to really make a lot of money is open a diaper spa because yeah, of all the uh, patients that I see, 60% of them, 60% of them like to dress up in diapers and pretend they're babies. I don't like it. Like, is this really that common? Common enough. Apparently. No, I don't know what the square footage is, and I don't know what type of overhead. Obviously, they're in New Hampshire, so it becomes a little bit less expensive. Right. Oh, but it's the property taxes that'll get you. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. It's just like one of those things like you want to wear fucking diapers and sit in a crib with the fucking thing going around your fucking head. Just keep it to yourself, will you? Yeah, it's that's super fucking weird to me, right? And it's and like, I, and I don't, and I don't see how anyone's gonna make a compelling argument to me as to why this is like a good thing. Yeah, because I think I'm too, because I think I'm too stubborn to hear it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the one thing from this article says. um, the authors speculate, so they're talking about people that like wrote an article about ABDL people uh, in 2020. So the authors speculated that several physiological and psychological factors could cause ABDL fantasies, including continence issues, which means like you shit and piss yeah, yourself, yeah. Um, childhood abuse, and the premature wow. loss of a parent. Uh, ABDL behaviors could have different functions, including sexual gratifications or strategies to cope with negative mood states, they wrote. Okay, so they're now openly admitting, right, that some of these people, it's a sexual gratification thing, right? And again, I do my best, try not to kink shame people because everyone's kind of into their own shit, right? But like that one... I don't know. I and I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's super fucking weird. But I guess if I'm gonna sit here and try and steel man like the other argument, the only thing I can come up with right now is like the it's not like they're actively preying on or pretending to like be sexually gratified with young babies, right? Like they themselves are being the baby and that somehow like gets them off. Well, it's, I guess it's, it's a similar, like, but different idea to like, if there is a regulated place, theoretically the, um, It, it, so I don't. I, it's it provides like a safe right? space, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, it, it's, but it, and it's like gambling. So it's like, 
if these people are going to do this shit on their own, like if you're going to gamble on your own with like a bookie or offshore, whatever. Right. Or if you do it like in the legal regulated way. Right. Well, now all the info about you is there. So it's like it does protect you in a way. Right. So if you want to tell me having like a real regulated place with a record of things, I mean, like I get it, but like, yeah, I feel like it's also skipping the true actual psychological therapy that they need. Yeah. That would be the other thing, right? Cause it seems like it's not seeking treatment to get better, right? They're like, Oh, we have ABDL people and we're just going to like charge them money for them to like do their fetish, right? Versus like, let's go through therapy to figure out yeah. what is causing you, you to have be like a real trauma or right. something. And let's, let's help you overcome that trauma so that you can now not do this very weird thing. <laughs> No thanks. But but yeah, I'm I am one thousand percent out on it. It skeeves me out. I don't like it. I like there's nothing nothing there for me, right? Like I said, I I went through kind of the argument for the other side, I suppose, and like it's it's not like there's a place where people are coming in to like take dolls of infants and small children and like fucking pleasuring themselves that way. Like that would be a legitimate fucking problem. Um, it's just fucking weird to me all around. Like it's, it's not for me, but I don't know at the same time, like I would have a hard time telling these people they can't do this. Cause that's why it's in the news. Um, so there's the, there's like neighboring people in here and, um, all this stuff. So I'll just read from the, from the article here. So speaking to the Eagle Tribune, which first reported on the controversy over the diaper, diaper spa, Kayla Gallagher expressed concern about the spa's proximity to a local park and the possibility of run-ins with families. Right. And that is something I will never be willing to expose my kids to. So now we will no longer be able to use that park. The mother of three told the newspaper. So like there's all these people that are like petitioning to like get it out of there, get it away, whatever. And it's like it's what Tim Dillon just said in there. Like never ever once. Really? You've you've never come across someone that seems a little bit perverted in this this ABDL spa. And it's like, yeah. And it, this is this is one of the unfortunate things too, right? Because not everyone who goes there is going to be a pervert or right. a pedophile. However, some people are, right. right? Like some people will be. So it's it's really fucking tricky and it's weird. Like I said, it grosses me out. It's I don't like it. Um, and yeah, maybe Dr. Colleen Murphy could have found a better spot than right next to a fucking park. But I don't know. The whole thing's just fucking weird. Sure is. <laughs> sure is. Yeah. That would be like a fucking, honestly, that would be like a fucking Nambla. Yeah. All opening up. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Nambla bought the Knights of Columbus. It's like, what? Yeah. 
Yeah, really fucking weird, dude. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I don't care if it makes you fucking upset that these people need that. Don't care. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, tell you what I do like, though. I am all aboard this. I don't know if you've seen any of this yet, because I I don't know if it's an algorithm thing for me or they're just like pumping tons of money into advertising on Twitter. But the enhanced games are yeah, I don't know what the, I do not know what this is. So they're being funded by so they're being funded by a lot of different uh, entities, right? But because Peter Thiel is part of one of the groups that's that's funding this, everyone he's a rec he's name recognition, right? So now everyone is saying, oh, it's Peter Thiel's league. Oh, Peter Thiel is funding this. It's like, no, Peter Thiel is one of many people as a part of a group that is putting money forward to support and create what is called the enhanced games, which effectively, the Cliff Notes, is it's the Olympics on steroids, literally. Like, quite literally the Olympics on steroids. They're going to be doing um all different olympic activities right olympic sports and things like that like track and field and running and all kinds of other shit i don't have the full list of what's good what is in the enhanced games but the whole purpose behind it is they are they not only don't drug test right they recommend in the name right calling it the enhanced games that you know you probably should dabble a little bit in some sort of uh performance enhancing substance and the whole tagline below it is we are actually pushing human limits right like the human body we are actually now going to see how good we are at doing these things there's someone in one of the advertisements that i got who will be competing at the enhanced games who is gas to the gills i'm assuming has crushed well it's crushed it's it's like tenths of a second or hundredths of a second but has beaten usain bolt's 100 meter dash record so i was gonna ask because do we actually think that all the olympic records will be broke by... i think they will and i'm all for it i am 100 down i am let's go like Let's gas these people up and let's see what we can fucking do, right? Like if I don't know what Usain Bolt's record is. Is it like nine two nine two nine? I don't know. Maybe or something like that. If you're gonna get someone fucking gassed to the gills, right? And have them run like a 8.9 second hundred meter dash, like they do a sub nine second. Let's go. I'm fucking all for that. Like, I wanna see dudes from fucking Ukraine and Russia fucking clean and jerk like a thousand Ukraine. pounds. No, you don't you don't want Russia though. Russia yeah, yeah, yeah. Russia equal bad. But like I, mm -hmm. I want to see someone clean and jerk a thousand pounds, right? Like I want I want monsters. I am all in for this. Give me everything about the enhanced games. So the only reason I even asked that question is because if a regular dude take steroids they are not 
better than an, an Olympic athlete, right? Correct. Right. Like if I went, so, if, if I took a regimen of steroids and trained for the next four years, I am not going to be faster than Usain Bolt. Right. And like, then some it, Olympics, the enhanced games are not going to be a lot of skill based games. Like I'm guessing there's not archery. Yeah, probably not. Right. Probably unless, not. unless they're like allowing people to use Adderall or beta blockers, but like, yeah, who gives a fuck? We're not like, that's not what the purpose of the enhanced games are. It's right. It, it would be like putting darts in there and being like, Oh, well this guy's on drugs. It's like, who yeah, gives cool, a fuck? cool, man. You're throwing yeah. darts. Like I said, like I want to see someone clean and jerk a thousand pounds. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta be like <laughs> mostly the track and field sports, right? Yeah. That we would give a shit about. So then the other um, thing, oh yeah, you go ahead. I'll, well, I was going to say, I'll circle back. The other, I, I just want it to be clear. Like, I don't know. Now I, I genuinely don't know. I don't know how many Olympic records are just going to fall because the people that are theoretically the best at their sport, their, their pinnacle is the Olympics. Right. These are like the genetic freaks, the most gifted, the one in a million type of person. So like Usain Bolt probably doesn't take steroids growing up to run a fucking eight second hundred or whatever we were saying. Right. Using fake numbers. You're going to need someone that's fucking gifted and then decides he, like they got to be like, like the best in college or something. You know what Maybe it's going to be and be like, listen, I, I'm not Olympic worthy. Like I'm good, but I'm not yeah. Olympic worthy. So now I'll go on steroids and I'll try to do the enhanced stuff. So it's going to be two things. I think it's going to be that what you just described, right? Like someone that's like a borderline Olympian that like can't, yeah, like if they, if, can't make if, it natural. If they take, they, they go get, they get fucking juiced up and then they yes. go to the enhanced games. Say the U.S. takes 10 sprinters yeah. of 100 and yeah. four of them run the actual event or whatever. Again, right. fake numbers. Right. Well, maybe numbers 15 through 20 go, eh, I'm morally flexible. Shoot me up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be that. And then I all on the other end of that, I think it's going to be olympians that are potentially past their prime right so like the way the olympics work right they obviously they're every four years so most olympic athletes i would imagine probably only go to one or two olympic games at the most right we we hear about yeah, the people that go to a lot spot. because they're they're the the best of the best right like the the michael phelps is the the um you know, yeah, the like Ryan Lochtes, the Usain Bolts, right? Like the reason why we know their names is because they have been able to go to multiple Olympics, right? And do this over and over. Um, fuck, I can't uh Dmitry Klokov, right? The guy that I met, who I touched his back and it was like a fucking eye beam and I'm in the middle of a building, right? Like it's what happened just when you steel. touched his fucking hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I cried like a little schoolgirl. Um, but he, I think he went to three or four Olympics, uh, Piros Dimas, I think went to three Olympics. Right. So like, th again, the names that we know, 
we know them because they went to three plus Olympics, right? Like I feel like most Olympians probably only get one or two, right? Especially with gymnastics, because once a gymnast, like all the gymnasts go their first time, they're probably like 18, 19 years old, 16, 18. And by the time you're 25 as a gymnast, you're done, you're retired. So you'll, as a gymnast, you really only get two, right? Like you might be able to squeak out three, I don't think there's ever been a prominent gymnast that's done well in four, either gone to or at least done well in four Olympics. Cause that's, that's absurd. 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you went, yeah, yeah. You would, if you went to your first Olympics at 16, you'd be, you'd be 32. Even if you go at 14, you're 30. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work that way in gymnastics. Right. Um, now, some of the other ones, like, and I know this is winter, but like hockey, right? Like, you might be able to go to four or five Olympics. Yeah, you go to a million because you can play for that many years. But right, that's right. not the that, that's not the type of shit. Like, dude, enhanced hockey players, that would be fucking useless. Yeah, no, that does nothing for me. So, um, it's got to be the track and field events, track and field, weightlifting. So, um, so the if you other want me thing. To give a shit. The other thing is they're saying and this is where it comes different from the olympics is they're paying the athletes so the way the olympics work now is the ioc the international olympic committee pays the olympic committees of that country right so for us it's the usoc right so the ioc pays the usoc and then the usoc pays the athletes what they deem, you know, based on how they do the enhanced games says, no, we're paying the athletes directly. So, you know, that is kind of nice. Cause they cut out the middleman there at least, but I looked Almost up like the fucking live golf of fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Basically it's kind of what it is right now. Um, but I looked up the event plan to see like what they have listed and right underneath it, it says how athletes become superheroes and like, Oh, that's what stop? I want. But that's what I can want. We stop? Right? Like I want, like I said, I want to watch a thousand pound clean and jerk. Like I want to watch someone do something that's fucking absurd. I want to watch someone run a hundred meter dash in less than nine seconds. Or like I want to see someone, I don't know what the high jump record is. Let's say it's 12 feet. I want to see someone jump 14 feet. Like I want this is what I want. Right. And so like the superhero thing, yeah, it's stupid, but like, yeah, that's, that's what I want. I want to see people do fucking absurd things. Um, so on their list, (laughs) there's a whole, there's a whole thing here. So it's like what we do encourage enhancements, support bodily autonomy and the inclusion of science and sports. Number two, embrace capitalism, (laughs) reject dependency on taxpayer funding. We are, we are funded by the private sector. Focus on core sports, deliver competitions catered to a modern audience. Their other thing that they're telling everyone is they reuse existing infrastructure. So they're going to compete in D1 university sports stadiums across the country. So no building and all that crap. What a lot of people might not know is the Olympic Games are notorious for going into a region, building a fuck ton of shit, and then just leaving it and it becomes abandoned. So it's like a it's like an actual thing in Atlanta. 
um, when they did the 96 Olympics there, like if you go to the, the Olympic stadium in Atlanta, it's a fucking hellhole because it, well, it just, well, yeah, but it just got like abandoned and it's, well, it happens all over the world. It yeah, happens all over the world. I definitely know. I think Lillehammer I forget which country that's in. Um, some of the stuff from Lake Placid. Yeah. Like the ski yep. jumps. Like now they repurpose the rinks. So they right. still use the rinks, but. Right. Yeah. I mean, all that infrastructure, especially like the Summer Olympics, because it requires like so many venues. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's another one of the things, reuse existing infrastructure. The next thing is pay athletes fairly. Uh, and then the last one they said is break world records, right? So they they incentivize peak athletic performance. Um, I will say, though, I will be the first person. Like, if you tell me, like, so say four years down the line, you tell me, oh, someone broke the 100-meter dash in the enhanced games, I will probably tell you. I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. And that's that's just a me thing. Like, um, you would have to do something like really truly incredible if you're gonna get me to care. Because, like, even like, what did Ben Johnson run in the hundred? Yeah, probably like a nine five. Right? Yeah, like, and it's know. like Bolt beat him. Yeah. So it's like you like you real like if you want me to care, it's like it has to be really, really impressive. Right. And the thing that sucks too is you'll probably see some crazy shit in the discus and the hammer and shot. I don't know what any of those results mean. Right. Like yeah. if you told me a number for a shot put, I wouldn't I would have no idea if that yep. was good, bad, or indifferent. And that's where you're going to start to see some crazy shit. Now, if you're in track and field and someone throws, they probably measured in, in meters. If someone throws it seven meters further than the world record, it's like, oh, fuck. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, because seven meters is about 21 feet. No, Rough, roughly, roughly, because a meter is almost a yard. Yeah. So I'm trying to find out what sports they have. They don't have them listed, but they tell you how they went through the process. So for their core sports, they said, ultimately, the enhanced movement believes in operational efficiency and its desire to reward individual human excellence. Accordingly, a four-stage selection process was employed to determine the sports that best align with these values. So they actually did what you had just said. So the first stage was sourcing. They sourced a list of active and retired events at the Summer Olympics. They added non-Olympic options in popular demand, such as MMA. So that's going to be kind of wild. Well, yes and no, because MMA before USADA was juiced anyway. Like MMA, like the UFC of like the early to mid 2000s and 10s was, was juiced anyway, but whatever. And then they had elimination. So they eliminated team sports to focus on individual performance. Then they also eliminated ball sports to focus on speed, strength, and endurance. Um, 
then they go into filtering where they tabulated data points with sports as dominant variable. I don't know what that means. Tabulated data points with sports as the oh with sports as the dominant variable. Define twenty five non dominant variables and corresponding values. They do like math and shit. Uh, and then the selection they emphasize operational efficiency and public interest. Discuss the outcome with the enhanced leadership, and then decisions were taken. So they've selected five categories of sports: athletics, aquatics, gymnastics, strength. And combat. So every That's straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't say they don't say what the events actually are, but you got athletics, aquatics, gymnastics, strength, and combat. Which is just what I want to see. Right. They should play fucking Calcio. Remember that sport? I forget what the show was on Netflix. Maybe it was home game. The oh, yeah. I remember like you were talking about that. Yeah. But they yeah. fucking squared off and fist fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> they should play that. Yeah. I know it's a ball game, but. <laughs> um, I just want to see if I can find. List of events. I'd also love to know these sprinters, like, because if you're if you're gonna be gassed up, now you can also like plan accordingly. I would love to know what type of hamstring shit they'd be doing, because oh, obviously, yeah. like, that's the big one: hamstring, quad tendon. Like, in training, these dudes are gonna be fucking crazy. Yeah. I wonder if their Wikipedia, uh, no, the Wikipedia does not list. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, kind of seems like a little bit of an oversight to like not give me the specific events. They probably right? haven't decided yet. Was this going to be annual? Um, I hope it's annual. I don't know, but it's going to kick off in 2025. So who's picking it up? Like for uh media, like uh like yeah. on TV. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. They probably don't have that yet either. So I don't know. I'm trying to uh trying to read like as quickly as I can through some of this stuff, but it's just not it's not really giving me a lot. I mean, I got most of that information. That was from their website. Like everything that I just read um, was on the Enhanced Games website. So. Yeah, maybe they haven't done the events yet. Yeah. I mean, they have a year, right, to figure it out. So. Yeah, shout out to the uh, the Enhanced Games. Um what else we got here? Oh, so before we wrap things up here, um, how, yeah, let's just do this. So I saw this the other day. And I think this is interesting, 
right? For a couple different reasons. So I don't know if you saw that. I think you you probably did because I think Lou Stagner uh, retweeted it at one point on on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it, even though we're still tweeting on X. Um, so there was someone posted, I think it was on Reddit originally. So it was a screenshot that was going around Twitter. Um, and I think the four play pod guys eventually put it on Instagram or all that. So, uh, you know, the, the, the quick synopsis is it is there are two friends that made a 30 year long bet. One of them has been playing golf. They're both like 30 years old, right? Like roughly 30 years old. So one of them has been playing golf since he was 16 years old and he's a three handicap. The other one has only been playing for two years and he's a 16 handicap. So the bet is over the next 30 years, the 16 handicap guy has to beat the three handicap outright, not net strokes, nothing like needs to card a better round than the three handicap. And they have to play together in the same round. So it's not like, you know, one guy can play on Tuesday, the next guy plays on Wednesday at the same course and none of that. Like they have to be playing together in the round and the winner gets five grand. So if the if the 16 beats the three at any point in the 30 years, he gets five grand. If he does not beat the three at any point over 30 years, he owes the three handicap five grand. So everyone was like kind of going nuts about this, whatever. Um, and I have some thoughts on it. And I think it's interesting because it's very similar to you and I, right? So we're both roughly 30 years old. I've been golfing for like five or six years now. You've been playing for probably what, 15 plus years? I mean, I've been at it for 11. I mean, I played. You played like, when we were younger too. I played when I was, yeah, I played in high school. Yeah. So, and you're a, a one, two, right? Like a 1.2 two and change. Yeah, we'll call it, a, we'll call it a two, right? So you're a two handicap and I'm a 16. I finished this season as a 16. Yeah, I think I finished as 2.3. Yeah. So it's very, very similar to us. Um, and immediately that's where my brain went. And I was like, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to beat you in 30 years. Like, that's fucking impossible. But then the more I thought about it and the more like comments I read was like, oh, like the 16 handicap isn't going to be theoretically, right? Isn't going to be a 16 handicap forever, right? Like, if the the guy's only been playing for two years right. and he's he's a 16, he's going to improve. So what one of the best comments that I saw was, and I don't remember if this was actually Lou Stagner or not, but um one of the comments was if that 16 can get down to like a nine or a 10, all it takes, right? And you have 30 years, all it takes is one day that nine handicap. To play like a six and that three handicap play like to play seven. like a seven and you've won. Yeah, I didn't understand it because I did see it. Like, why would I like that? That's the thing is like, if it was you and I, why would I take that bet? Because yeah. for you to go from 16 
to eight, cut it in half. And I can lose to an eight. Like that, that can happen. So for you to go to 16 to eight, it's a lot easier than for me to go from like two to plus two. Right. Right. And you're cutting eight strokes and I'm cutting four. Right. So over 30 years, it's like, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't. And that's what I mean. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, yeah. Because when I originally saw it, I equated it to you and I, right? And I was like, oh, there's no way I could beat you straight up at any now. point. But right now, yeah. right? Not taking into account the next 30 years. That's the thing. Like, what if you get better and I get worse? Right. Right. Like, it's not going to be a linear progression of... Right. That's the thing is, like, I've been hanging around... <laughs> two to four for my handicap for like years. Right. Cause when you get down low, it, you, you can't make the type of improvement. Right. It's a, it's a much thinner margin, but for someone to go from 16 to eight, it's not easy, but, but it's, it's not like the crazy. It's not the craziest thing in the world either though. I w it's probably easier, right. To go from 16 to eight than it would be to go from four to two. Yeah, I mean, outside of yes, if we're gonna on the whole, yes, yeah, it would depend on why someone's a four going to two because it could just be the difference of being in play more. But like, whatever, like argument right. semantics. But that's the thing is like that's why it's like for you to go from sixteen to ten, it's not the craziest ask in the world. But for me to in improve six strokes, I'd have to go to plus three. Like that, that's so fucking hard. Yeah. And over 30 years, I'm like, so you really don't think that that 16 is going to get any better. Yeah. Especially Never in that mind. scenario, he's only been playing for two, right? So I've been playing for yeah. six and I'm a 16, right? So like my progression would be theoretically slower than this guy. If right. it's only taken him two years to get to 16 and it's taken me six, He's, now the guy also the guy did allude to that sixteen being a little little suspect, but yeah, um, so that's my only thing. I'm like, well, if it's a suspect sixteen, so is it really like is it really a twenty two? Right, because that's the right. other part is like a suspect sixteen that could be twenty plus. Right, it's right. like oh ball OB. I'll just hit. I'll hit two from up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, they hit three from the tee, like right. Oh, that's that, that's good, right? No, cut it out. Right, right. Oh, I missed. Oh, you missed five of those. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a weird bet. Also, it's like something like that long term would never do that. Yeah, yeah, and also like something that, and I mean, we don't. I don't know either of these guys. I don't know what they do or anything like that. But you would think like something over the course of thirty years, and you're only going to bet five grand. Yeah, and like, never mind. It, it it also it's like okay, so they're in their thirties. Like, are you people having kids? Not having kids? Like, right? Your three could easily become a fucking eight. Yeah. Yeah, new job, injury, whatever. Right. I didn't think it. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. It seemed like a weird, a weird bet. Yeah, definitely a bet that I would never take on.
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mostly because of the term. It's no, it makes no sense for the low handicap guy. No, unless he really like, unless the unless honestly, unless he has so much money and is like almost using it as a way for his buddy to get better, so that like, yeah. oh hey, let's go on a trip and like maybe you won't fucking suck out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do a Which little I would, bit of I, again, reverse like, psychology. I would, I would never do that either. But yeah. <laughs> If I wanted, to I'd be like, "Here's you improve, here's five grand." I would just for give you the money and be like, "Hey, figure yeah. out how to fucking be better." Yeah, here's five grand and here's Gary's number. Call him. Yeah, figure it the fuck <laughs> out. Which I gotta call him, or I'm not gonna. I'm gonna email him, see if I can uh, find a time to get in with him at some point because we're almost uh, we're almost in golf season. I gotta see him on Wednesday. Classic Gary. So how's the how's the new spot at Pine Oaks? Is it? I mean, it's temporary. It's fine. Yeah. Where's he going from there? No. Like, so they're building over there. Oh, really? Yeah. So they they've got a giant hole in the ground now. They're building a performance center on oh. site. Oh shit! Where? <clears throat> it right now. It's directly left of the entrance. Oh, like the upper parking lot, like the practice area. Yeah, but they went straight down. Oh shit! So is there no more practice area? I think it's still behind, but you can't go up there. Okay. It's more like the parking spaces, the net. Yeah, like kind of like there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're doing construction. Like they're they're building their own space. So. Oh wow. That's why it's like, yeah, his little spot is temporary, um, but that's where he's at for now. Nice. Well, that'll be pretty cool. I haven't yeah, we'll been. See how it goes. I haven't been to Pine Oaks since. I I don't know when. I probably yeah. last winter, right? Whenever I met with Gary last, I was probably last March. It's probably yeah, almost, can you go almost to the other a year spot? ago. Yeah, it was on 138. Yeah. But I, I did saying, go. I I went over to um, Pine Oaks after. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. Um. Yeah, they didn't want to give up all the club fitting and lessons, so they're building whatever they're building. Yeah. Well, good for them. So. Uh, you want to wrap this bitch up? We can wrap this up. All right. Um. So I think I texted you this and I'm in a tough place with professional golf. Um, I can't do any of the announcements. So it's like last week was the strategic sports group or whatever at the SSG, whatever the yep. fuck that acronym stands for. And it's like Fenway, uh, Wick Grusbeck, and like four or five other owners created this. Arthur Blank, I think, too. Yeah, so they created this group to pummel money into the PGA Tour. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I do not fucking care. Because, one, I don't know enough about capital and whatnot to actually know what the fuck that all means. Right. And I'm sorry, but any journalist or media member also does not know what that means. Right. Also, the players don't know what that means. So if the players don't know, and I don't know, and media is only pretending to know, 
how can people get so fucking bent out of shape about it? Right. So then, never mind. You got shitty fucking fields. And then the signature events, it's like everyone's there. So it's like, it's almost impossible to bet on now. Yeah. Like, how do you, like, I don't even know how you bet on these events. And it's like, I did it. I, you know, did a couple things last year, but like, I'm like, these fields suck. Yep. I go, I don't know how you differentiate. The fucking good players are not winning so far. Yep. And then, so like today specifically, you had Pebble get canceled, but you had the live event. So obviously a lot of the media members, journalists, whatever, they're like, they're watching the live event because they they don't have to watch the PGA tour. And it's like the fact that people still have like these fucking problems. I am just like so fucking good with, and I watched most of the live event. I fell asleep for a bunch of it, but I did watch it. You had Rom tied for the lead, finished bogey bogey, fell out of it. You had Neiman make a birdie on 17 to get into a playoff with Sergio. They, and this is all in Mexico, so you have three fucking Spanish speakers in a Spanish-speaking country. Yeah. Whatever. And, like, people still have, like, all this stuff to bitch about. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I like we just saw two players, like, one old, one young, just go into a playoff. And we saw Rom in his first event, like, almost make a run to get in there. And I'm like, and you still have stuff to bitch about? Yeah, I'm sorry. Matthew Pavon does not fucking do it for me at Tory Pines. Is that who won? Yep, French guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a fucking bum. I got no use for that. Yeah, I got no use for the whoever the fuck won the Amex. I don't even remember. It was uh, Grace Amari. Was it Grace Amari? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, he used to be an alcoholic. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't, don't go down that road because yeah. he's also said some fucking weird shit so and then the the sony was nick dunlap i mean that was cool like yeah don't get me wrong and, and then it was I don't chris even, kirk before that and yeah chris kirk won the century i'm like but like people are gonna bitch about live and i'm like the, like the only thing that really sucks about live is when someone has like four or five shot lead it's not interesting yeah but that's nothing to do with live the golf course like these people are just such fucking assholes. And I'm yeah. like, I've really soured on professional golf. Yeah, the PGA Tour so far this year has been lackluster at best, right? Because it's... So the Century is is a signature event because it's the guys that... It's it's all the winners, right, from last year. And then they make it signature so that they get, you know, any, any of the top 50 that didn't win. So Century is fine, right? I understand it's like the... Uh, it's the unofficial kickoff the the real season right because there's the goofy golf season in the fall um fine whatever and chris kirk won that sucks he's no one like you said nick dunlap that was kind of cool because he was an am all these other bums and then they go and make the pebble beach pro-am a signature event an event that sucks an event that guys hate going to an event that a lot of players refuse to play at because they hate the pro am like concept of of the game and you make that a signature event so, and then it gets canceled also <laughs> i did i did think the structure was good though where it's only you get one round at spy one right at, yeah they did away with Monterey. And they did the cut with only 80 guys i was like that was probably the right call yeah yeah but i'm so, like 
I don't know, man. It's just like being on Twitter today. I'm like, this is just fucking nauseating. Yeah. So it's it's, it's just fucking. It hasn't been good so far. It really hasn't. And all the guys I like are on fucking live now. Like every single guy that's even remotely interesting is on fucking live. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Like, ooh, Wyndham Clark. Like I fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. That guy couldn't be any fucking less interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And I know he won the US Open. Fine. Like, you want to start winning events? Like, go nuts. Yeah. I'll probably fucking respect the fact that you actually win, but like you don't do anything interesting. No. So, I mean, we'll see, right? Where we're about to get into a couple good events over the next like we got month. Riv. Or no, we got the the Phoenix Open, but the Phoenix Open it's is no not longer a signature. a signature, right? I think guys so are like flying, but... that's the dumb thing. Like you have you made the Pebble Beach Pro Am a signature, and you took it away from the waste management, right? So, yeah, well, you, but you, but this is the thing, though. Now you have signature events; you have to rotate them because why would AT and T continue to uh, sponsor right Pebble at Pebble if they know it's never going to be a signature event? Right, right. So, yeah, that's fair. So um, fucking annoyed. I, I'm just like so fucking annoyed. And then, so like, we've for, got... pe- for people to say like the live event wasn't good today. It's like, dude, it went to a fucking playoff. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. like Dean Burmester against David Puig. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was two people you've heard of. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, we've got we've got TBC Scottsdale and we've got... And it's Riv. We've got Riv. And then... Right after that, it's going to be the goofy fucking Florida events. Yeah, so it's it, the, the Arnold the Palmer... The players is fine. ...is whatever, but we got the players, right? So over the next two months, we have three events that are going to... Should be really good. Um, Yeah, and then, like, Kurt Kitayama will win the fucking players. Right, right. Like, when he ran away at fucking the API last year. Right. Like, I just... I, I, I just don't have time. So it's really, it's like, I, I'll still like watch whatever. I got no time for people's thoughts. They all suck. Yeah. No, that's fair. Opinions are like assholes, right? That's exactly how the saying goes. So. So shitty. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it gets better, right? But I don't, we'll think, it, I don't think it will. Yeah, I think it's in. I think golf is. I think golf's a little bit fucked. Yeah, and, and again, we it's have like to all see the, what this new thing is going to bring, right? If it brings, I don't think it brings a, anything except money for the players. Well, it's supposed to also include the PIF, right? Like, well, that now there's going to be a separate agreement with that. Right. So I think if that if the PIF goes through, that would open the door for all those guys to come back. Right and play in whatever events they wanted to. It would be show more fucking golf shots. Can you just go golf shots? Yeah, like more shots, less commercials, and less retarded fucking broadcasts. Yeah, I mean that's what Colin Morikawa said the other day. They interviewed him, and he was like, "Yeah, he goes when I have afternoon tea times, I watch the broadcasts in the morning, and there's not enough golf shots." He's like, there's just commercials all the time. Did you like, see what Liv did? No, what'd they do? They went full masters. So now at oh, pick really? a player, you you can watch every shot from a certain player. Oh wow. Well, they You're are listening. certainly there. Th- so I will say you can fucking 
you can shout blood money. I'll tell you you're an asshole. But like they're actually listening to right. all the shit. Right. Right. Like we want less commercials. Got it. Uncle Ben off the rice. Yeah. Liv, lives <laughs> yeah. like, all right, we'll give you less commercials. Yeah. yeah. We think the Masters app is the best app ever. It's like, okay, well, we'll give you every shot. Right. We'll just put more cameras out. What do we care? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. They they at least seem to have it figured out. So um all right. So my final thought is uh kind of fucking blew my mind the other day because I had no idea that this was even a thing. So have you ever been to the the Body Worlds exhibits? No. Um I've been twice. I so went in yeah, yeah, Gunther von Hagen. Yeah. This this German guy who talks like this and he says, Mine, I, I create these things. It's wicked fucked up. He's wicked creepy. Yeah. Google him right now. If you're out there watching or listening, Google Gunther von Hagen's or von Hagen's, whatever. Um the pictures of him, he looks like a like a a, a horror movie character from the eighties. Like he's absolutely fucking terrifying. And that's exactly what his voice sounds like. If you can find a clip of him talking. Like it's, it's nuts. Cause did you take anatomy in high school? Yeah. Wilson. That's how that has to be the only way I know of. Gunther. That's yeah. So, uh, shout out to, uh, Mr. Wilson, uh, high school anatomy teacher at Medford high. Um, he played us the video at one point of body worlds. Cause when we were in high school, it was just, it just became a thing. Like that's when it started. Um, so I think, I, I think we took a field trip. I think that's when I went. The first time I went, we went on a field trip. I never went. Um, we would have taken it at different times, right? Because did you take it as a junior or a senior? It doesn't matter because it would have been. Oh, yeah, that's I, right, too. Because if I took it, yeah, because you wouldn't have been able to take it as a sophomore. Yeah, because I, I took it as a junior. I probably did, too. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but it doesn't matter because if you took it as a junior, I would have been out of there. Right, right. So we uh, we went on a field trip to the whole Body Worlds thing. It's it's pretty cool, right? And then I went to it again when it was in Providence. Um, it was at uh, right next to the mall, at the convention center, over oh, by the perform mall. Better, yeah, the perform better thing. Yeah, it, that's when I went. I think I went to the perform better conference, and Body Worlds was down like on the first floor or like something like that. And I think they were doing discounted tickets at Perform Better. So I went and bought one and I went a second time. Um, so, I mean, for what it is, right, it is pretty cool. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what Body Worlds is, it's uh, it's real bodies, right? So they're, they're cadavers that go through this process called plastination where they effectively take a dead body and like stick it in this like latex fucking that and it turns all your blood vessels and skin and all that shit and bones and everything basically into plastic right hence the term plastination um so it was pretty cool right i always thought it was pretty interesting but randomly um like a couple days ago i was listening to a joe rogan podcast and i forget who the guest was that was on when they were talking about it um, it might've been Mariana Van, Van Zeller from trafficked that show. Um, but he brought up 
he was like, oh, well, do you know, like, if you heard that story about like the people being fucking murdered and, and going into body worlds or whatever. And she was like, what? No. And then, so Rogan brought up this whole thing on his podcast and spent like 20 minutes talking about this, that it turns out there was a, this is a fucked up story. So there was a woman in, so this is in China, right? So these three people live in China. So there was a woman who was married to some businessman in China and he cheated on his wife with someone and got her pregnant, right? So this woman was, this other woman was pregnant and I think she was like seven or eight months pregnant and then she went missing. So like no one knew they couldn't, they couldn't find her, like no body, no nothing. They went on a hunt, all this other shit, whatever. Around the same time, they added a pregnant woman to the exhibit in Body Worlds who was roughly the same amount pregnant as this woman that disappeared. Well, come to find out the wife of the guy who got like who the woman who got cheated on the wife was best friends with the woman who ran the plastination plant in China. So the theory is that the wife had the mistress killed and instead of trying to dispose of the body they she brought it to her friend at the plastination plant and it got you know, plastinated and just entered into the body worlds exhibit because theoretically every, everyone that's in that exhibit has donated their body to science. So if you've donated your body to science, no one is going to think twice about like, Oh, was this person murdered or something? Like, could this be a murder victim or anything like that? And so apparently this is pretty common in China that they, they execute their prisoners and they just ship the bodies to the plastination place, the, the facility, and they plastinate these bodies. And like a ton of the people in these exhibits in China have been murdered. And I had no fucking idea that this was a real thing. And then they were talking about it and he pulled it up on a show and they were talking like it's I think it's been proven like they got caught with one person and now there's like, that's how the theory came out about all this shit. And like, it's legit. It happens. So then Rogan starts talking like with, with his guest, who I think again was Mariana Venzeller, um, and goes, well, the, the guest goes, well, do you think this happens in this country? And Joe was like, huh? I mean, probably. <laughs> That's why they say you never become an organ donor, right? Yeah. That's well, the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Or donate your body to science. Yeah. So there, there, there's a slight difference there, but yeah, I think because what, what, oh, it, it actually, I, I think I can confirm now it was Mariana who did this because I think the whole conversation started that she uncovered or knew someone that uncovered a ring of people that would donate their body to science thinking that like they would actually be used for something and they basically like chopped up the bodies and like just got rid of them 
Like, so they didn't actually use them for science. It was fucking crazy. Um, so then they start talking and they're like, they're like, yeah, I mean, there's, if they do it in China, like they're probably doing it here. And then they talk about Gunther von Hagen's right. And they pull up his picture and they go, oh my God, this guy is terrifying. Like he looks like Freddy Krueger. Like, well, I think Joe said he looks like the guy who played the Nazi in Indiana Jones, the guy whose face melted off with, um, the Ark of the Covenant, like, which is actually pretty accurate. He does look like that guy. Um, and I was hoping that they were going to play like Jamie, the producer, was going to put some audio clips so they could hear his voice. But they they didn't because I know Joe would have had a fucking field day if he actually heard the guy's voice. So ap apparently this is a thing. There's there's sketchy ways that these bodies have like kind of popped up all over the world. Right. So there's there's body world exhibits all over the world now. And here I am as someone who's been to these exhibits twice now granted i mean the lat this you know the first time i went was probably 15 years ago and the second time i went was probably 12 years ago right but i've gone twice and never once thought like where they get these bodies from cuz there's a lot of them and they do a lot of yeah. weird shit like there's one of them where like there's a a, a man right who's just kind of like ho holding his skin like draped over his arm like a coat but you can see like the musculature and Do they call the... that one buffalo bob <laughs> i don't know what they call that one but they have them all like you know there's one guy like kicking a soccer ball so like the whole body is there and you can see the the musculature and things like that and they do all these things with these the bodies and apparently in other parts of the world, again, I've never seen this in the two times I gone. I've gone, um, but in other parts of the world, they do some like lewd things. Like they actually have like people having sex, right? And like they're just fucking cadavers in part of the body worlds thing. It's super fucking weird. Um, but yeah, yeah, it blew my mind the other day when I was listening to Rogan and they they went down this rabbit hole of the body world exhibit. And apparently Gunther von Hagens is kind of sketchy himself about how this all got started and everything. And super fucking weird, man. Like I said, I've been twice and now I'm like, wow, I don't think I'll ever go again because I never, never. once thought, stopped to think where do they get these bodies from? <laughs> I always thought the whole system was fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, I knew right, he so was, Oh, creepy. do you want to go? No. Good. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was creepy, right? Because we watched the yeah. videos of him in high school, but never saw the appeal. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all set with body worlds. Kind of fucking weird, dude. What a way to uh we begin the show talking about fucking diaper wearing people that are creepy, and we end the show talking about body worlds like secrets that are kind of creepy. So what a what a way. Uh what an episode. <laughs> uh all right. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Uh thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh don't forget to click subscribe up above. Uh hit the thumbs up button down below. Uh subscribe wherever you're listening if you're audio only as well. Uh tell everybody you know about the show. Help spread the word. Uh, if you are on Spotify or iTunes, uh, you can leave us a review and five stars. That would be much appreciated. 
Um, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. Uh, Facebook is sarcasm speaks website, sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some of the merch and then uh, go support all of the sponsors in the show notes below. You can get all of their uh, links and websites and discount codes and everything is down below in those show notes. So check those guys out, go support them uh, and they support us. So until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>